tonight I want to talk about solemn assembly, solemn assembly. Usually in the month of January, a lot of ministries and churches, they get on fast and, you know, um, it's for the uh, corporate fasting for the purpose of a goal or for the purpose of coming together and being unified and being on one accord and maybe a theme, a project um, also to develop your own personal lives. But I wanted to talk about the seriousness of calling a, som a solemn assembly, especially when it comes to uh, fasting, because a lot of times people feel that uh, the need for fasting is for weight loss or it's for, you know, to try to detox. And, you know, those things come as uh, a bonus or a side blessing, so to speak. But truly, the purpose of fasting is to draw nigh unto the Lord, to have a connection where you set time aside so that you can be able to clearly hear from on high, so that you're able to be focused in on what you are doing spiritually in order to once again hear a word get directions, um, be able to um, fulfill your assignment as you have been uh, called or as you have been ordained to do. And so um, as you walk this walk, life period, you can get so busy. Your life can become so um, overwhelmed with responsibilities, uh, chores, obligations, your work schedule, um, your hobby schedule, family, friends, all of those things sometimes can get you off track where you are not really connecting and having that time to meditate and pray and seek the Father's face. So when a solemn assembly is called, it's for the purpose to say, look, we're going to put some time some days aside where we are, we're focusing intentionally on the purpose of fasting, praying, and studying the Word of God. So I just wanted to put that out there so that as I go into the Word of God, you'll understand the focus or the premise in which I'm coming from. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank and give you all honor and glory for who you are. We thank you for this is yet another day that you have made. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it. We thank you for calling us for such a time as this to have this moment to be able to incline our ear to your voice so that you can speak and give us a word from on high. Lord, let the words, oh God, that go forth, oh God, let it speak to our hearts, our minds. Your word tells us to study, to show ourselves approved, rightly dividing the word, making sure that we stand upon a firm foundation so that when we speak to others to proclaim your glory, to proclaim who you are, we are diligent, we are articulate, and we are clear in what we are saying. Father, you are the potter, I am but the clay. Give me your divine words to say. As we listen and tune ourselves to your voice, in Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to be coming out of the book of Joel. Uh, Joel, uh, this the book of uh, Joel. It, it basically is uh, the book that is uh, pr prophetic. Joel is considered to be one of the prophets that warned the people that a catastrophe would happen or occur or thing, worse things were to come if they did not repent unto the Lord. So uh, even though the Lord might punish severely, he would restore and he would pour out his spirit on all people um, at different given times during the history and the course of time. 
people, you know, constantly would get out of sync with knowing who God is, connecting with him, honoring him, respecting him, being reverent. Um, and a lot of people, we look at pestilence and disease and war in the land. And the first thing we want to do is say, where is God? He doesn't love us anymore, which is not true. God is always there. He's always concerned about us. But the thing is, it's a two-way street. It's important that we understand that there is reverence and respect for the great being that created us, that put the stars, the moon, the sun, the waters, the trees, animals, all those things that we know that pertains to life. No human being could have done that. That was only by the power of the supreme being, God, our heavenly father. And that has to be recognized and it has to be respected. So what happens during various dispensations of time? We have things that occur where mankind just totally turns their, their back on God. And some, they deny the power thereof. They deny his divinity, uh, idols, uh, doing things that are sacrilegious carnal things that are blasphemous those things and we expect that there's no repercussion for those types of activities yes there is but god is a god that gives opportunity for repentance reconciliation he's a god that restores but we as people have to recognize where we are in our walk and that's why it's important that we repent daily we ask God to have mercy on us for any shortcomings. Now, I can hear some people that are being cynical and they might say, well, wow, that's a difficult life. If every day you're looking over your shoulder, wondering if you did something wrong and God's going to smite you. No, it's not. It's just the same way when we have a partner in life, when we have a spouse, a friend, um, a relative that, you know, and you build relationship with. You respect the relationship because you respect the person. You honor the person as to who they are. You don't um, do things that are distasteful. You don't do things that are going to cause harm. You're not going to do anything that's going to tear that individual down or try to mock them. You don't do that when you say that someone is your friend or someone you love someone dearly. You make sure within that relationship, you do things that are edifying. You give a, you give a compliments, accolades. You buy little presents. Here and there you give something. I got this for you. I was thinking about you. You give a phone call. Hey, let's talk. Okay, I got a break. Let's talk. Let's have a little conversation. Oh, I missed you today. Oh, I love you. Hey, when we going to meet up? This weekend? What time? You make plans and arrangements to what? To solidify your relationship. It's the same thing with the Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, when am I going to... Be able to just put some side, some time aside, the Sabbath, keep it holy. Your day of worship, keep it holy. Let me call, Lord, let me call prayer time. Let me put 15 minutes away. Hey, Lord, I'm here. I love you. I just wanted to connect with you. I just wanted to talk to you. It's the same concept. When you get out of sync with someone that you love or if you do something, whether it's intentional or not, What's the first thing you do? You want to get it right. You apologize. If I did something to you, I apologize. I don't want you upset with me. It's the same thing with the Heavenly Father. We repent because we don't want God to be upset with us because we love Him. Because He first loved us.
So it's reciprocal. We can't just sit and just say, okay, I can do whatever I want. We can't take advantage of God's mercy, especially those of us who know. For us to know and to do wrong after coming into the knowledge of what to do, which is right. No, that's sinful. And so we have to make sure that we get in a place where and we are disciplined in our spirit to say, wait. I got to pull away from a minute, whether it's two or three hours, whether it's three days, seven days, 21 days, whatever. It has to be a true commitment to say, you know what? I know my Redeemer lives. I know there is a God that sits high yet looks low. And I have to make sure that I get my time in to connect, to build my, my relationship, to be stronger, to make sure that I have a solid bond. With the one who created me. So therefore in the Bible we can see. That there are solemn assemblies that have been called. 